Welcome everybody to the nail shop. This is Jonathan. And Cassandra. So, we had started, we were in the middle of talking about something. And okay. it made me say, okay, this feels like this might be good, so let's just put it on right. Okay. So, I was in the middle of telling you how much I enjoy watching the growth in Texas. Right? I forgot that's what we talked about. I thought we was talking about social media. <laughs> so, no. Nah. Uh, I'll say how much I enjoyed the growth that right, I'm watching right. you have in your companies mm-hmm. and building. And it reminds me of things every time I listen to, like, I don't care if it's like a rapper or a businessman who mm-hmm. started his own company. Mm-hmm. They usually say the same thing. Okay. Enjoy the struggle while it lasts. Okay. And they say it sounds backwards, but for people who, they feel sorry for the people who didn't struggle. Because they didn't get to enjoy building their stuff. Like okay. The people, like the people who like were legit, like rich overnight type of people. Got you. You know, or their success came really, really, really quick. Mm-hmm. Cause they were like, when you do the struggle, like you're actually like figuring stuff out. You yeah. know, you're knowing every, you know every incremental step of how everything in your stuff works right like you know like you learn to troubleshooting like you learn to appreciate how things work and why they work and like the little successes along the way uh-huh. and then but, but if you actually make it and you and not even talking about fame but just money wise uh-huh then you start getting to the point that you're the rich one in the room mm-hmm. compared to everybody else. Okay. You know, like everybody else, all of a sudden, like they on the same level as you and now you above them uh-huh. and you're the only one who doesn't realize you're above them uh-huh. until you notice that they act in front. So, and I thought about that because you know, when I was telling you like what I see people in my field go through. Yeah. You know, they start a company and then they start hiring like reputable people mm-hmm. that they trust from they like in the circle. Mm-hmm. And then like they build these relationships. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like look at my boss as just a boss. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I genuinely look at her as my mentor. I don't know if she knows that. Okay. But in my mind, that's my mentor. There's like a lot of things I would do for her that I wouldn't do for other people. Okay. On top of the fact that she's always treated me as an equal colleague, and that's how we met. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I met her as a student trying to get a job. Okay. Like we were introduced by a mutual colleague of ours. And we've always had that like work colleague. But somewhere along the way, she's also become mentor. So it's like we're equal, but I just have this like, okay, with loyalty factor. Okay. I don't know. And I see a lot of people who pretend to have a loyalty factor. Mm. But what kills me is, it always comes off to me that they think loyalty is just always gonna save them. And part of being loyal to someone is remembering that they your boss and they have a business. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when I do consulting work for you. Uh-huh. Like, I'm your husband. Yeah. I'm your partner, we equals. I ain't never played double standards, even when we was dating. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, but, Whenever I consult for you professionally, I have this like undying loyalty where it's like, I can't forget that this is your business. Mm. 
And there's times where you'll be like, well, just handle it. And I'm like, no, yeah. it's not my business. True. It's not my call. And if I make the wrong call, it shouldn't be like, you fucked up my business. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to roll with however you decide. And I'll give you, like, my opinions along the way. But it's not, it's not my place. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, but there becomes that difference, you know. And then I see a lot of people who suck up to her, and like they always let it be known that they the broke one in the room, right? Mm-hmm. And what I think people don't realize is something that that guy Dorian, the Group 82 guy that we watch. Mm-hmm. I pointed out in a video a long time ago. He was talking about, um, I forgot the name of the rappers that came up with Jay-Z, mm-hmm. but like that he literally, the one that he literally grew up with, mm-hmm. that was part of Rockefeller. Mm-hmm. But I remember one of them, I don't, I don't know if it was Memphis Bleak or somebody, it was somebody like, that like had a name at the time but it was only really put on because he was Jay-Z's home. Okay. And, you know, they started off doing what they did together. And at one point, he's like trying to get this man in the studio with this dude that he's, you know, he made, he plugged. Mm-hmm. So no oh, matter, he ain't got to do no work. Yeah, no matter what he do, no matter how much he mess up, no matter what he do, he good. Okay. Because I'm the best friend. I'm the one that started from nothing with you. You know what I'm saying? And and that was kind of the thing. Like there's a story that goes with it that they each admit having that Jay Z had rolled up on them one day and was like, "Dog, I've been looking for you for like weeks, man. Uh-huh. Like you just sitting up here, just like." eating burgers and chilling and stuff you get your ass in the studio because he wouldn't have been able to work with half the artists that he worked with if it wasn't for Jay-Z okay. and he's like and he's like I know I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it and finally he had to tell him one day hey man I don't need you right like you need to remember that right at the end of the day I'm gonna be good and it's like people who don't enjoy the struggle never realize how easy it is to be replaced or how quickly that drop off can happen. Yeah. Because they just assume that stuff just it can just happen. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't gonna win the lottery like five times. You might win a couple small lotteries a few times in life. You know what I'm saying? Odds are against it, but you might. You know? But you ain't never gonna win like five big lottoes. You know, in your life. I've seen people on them like lotto winner shows who won two like big scratch offs. You know what I'm saying? Or a store that sold for. Mm-hmm. But you ain't never seen like one person be like, yeah. You know, every couple months I go buy a scratch off and I win a few million dollars. Right. So, and it's just intriguing because it's like, I see the growth, like, in our stuff. And it's funny to me because, like I said, going back to that Kevin Samuels dude, when you look at his stuff, if you go far enough back, he just standing in front of a blank wall. And it's like just standing there, like talking and giving his little advice. Like, you can tell he's not as confident as he is now. Mm-hmm. He's not as like direct as he is now. He's more like a salesman. He started in sales, so it makes sense. Okay. But he's like, hey, here's a helpful tip. Here's what you do. And here's how you do this. And here's how you do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was just wearing like business casual stuff. Mm-hmm. Like now you see him, he dressed like a godfather in a three-piece suit behind the table, different cologne every time. You know what I mean? Like this dude looked like he could have been working at Circuit City. Yeah. 
<laughs> but it's like they use if you go and watch his videos or or even the screen cat yo I don't go have to watch all I just look at some types of screenshots on YouTube mm-hmm. and it's like just to see his evolution from the like pictures mm-hmm. and it's like you see him go from like business casual but nice looking to fancier to like Okay, now he's at now the evolution he, is Like now he's got an office. You okay. know what I'm saying? Now he got a fancy desk. Yeah. Now he got lighting. Okay. Now he got an iPad next to his like stuff. Mac. You know what I'm saying? Right, like he's just like all his technology evolving. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we in that phase where it's like, you know, we started off with just an iPhone. On speaker. Oh, right. On speaker phone. Sit next to each other yeah. as close as possible. With a stand from Dollar Tree. Yeah. You know, just so it could be like up so it's not so, yeah, down. Yeah, so it's not down. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, I see it's like when we started and it's like, just trying to get like our basics to create the acrylics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And how we had to start small. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at like when st- stuff comes in now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow. <laughs> we couldn't have done this with a few years ago. Nah. You know? Nah. And it's like now that we tried to upgrade to like the microphones. Mm-hmm. The little like lavalier microphones like we're using right now, mm-hmm. and it'll still die at home. Yeah, yeah. Now we got software. You know what I'm saying? We can just recording on voice notes mm-hmm. and then uploading it straight to Anchor. Upload. And it's like now, then we then we started adding, we started sending the voice notes to myself. I was using the Anchor background music, yeah. and then I bought like loops. Mm-hmm. So that we can make background music for ourselves so yeah. we can just sound like every anchor podcast. Yeah. And now we're on a Mac, so we're using a whole different software, even though I had a good software on my Windows. My Windows laptop went down. I got a Mac, and so I'm learning how to use a, different one. a whole different software. Right. And it's like. Still using the same like loops that I found, you know, how to plug them in and do all the other stuff. Right. And it's like, like, just the fact that we, I found a way to figure out how to like set it up so we can put this on YouTube and have the background in it. Yeah. So now we have it on YouTube for the people who didn't know that we have YouTube. <laughs> It's like, so I'm, I'm enjoying our ride, you know? I'm enjoying the ride, too. I I was in back um, just this week, and I was thinking about that. Like, damn, we came a long way. Like, just our jars, like, we couldn't afford to get, like, bigger jars. And now we got these big jars and options and, like... The evolution, like only being able to um, do acrylic because I was in the budget and now being able to do monomers and acrylics and other type of accessories like. But that's why I call it concerns no creations, but also put in their narrow supply. No art supplies because I was like putting it out there in the future. Now we ain't got it in there, but it's out here in the future. <laughs> So, to the universe. Um, so to see it, to see it, it, it really is like a dang, like, like, I'm doing this, this is crazy. And I'm like, I already ain't got no friends. And I thought about that, like, damn. Is, am I going to have, like, all of these, so, quote-unquote, um, like, the great, great gaspy type fucking... Oh, fake friends. Yeah, all them fake friends. Ain't nobody showing up to the funeral when a nigga really broke or when the party stopped. You know what I'm saying? 
So I think about that sometimes. But I've but, thought about that over my life period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Definitely. But it's different when you own a business and like, cause it's like for some reason everybody come out the woodworks and I've seen it with other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's just like did you even invite them to the barbecue? Like when they were struggling? Off of the freaking nigga a plate when it was working? Go pick some. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, that just, hmm. Yeah, my thing is, I think I pretty much weeded out, like, my real people. I mean, when you come from, like, two gigantic families, yeah. Like you ain't gonna be close, close with everybody. You know? And then you just like that with like, then you kind of build that type of relationship, platforms and friends. Mm-hmm. Like I got friends that are just acquaintances, but we say we friends. Yeah. I got friends who are actual friends, but I never talked to them. But if I did, if I did like reach out to them and hit them up, it would be like, be 100% cool again. Uh-huh. So you got the friends you talk to regularly, you know. So it's like, I, I feel out that weed now process. I know it's worse for business people because you don't know if someone's trying to like touch base with you because they actually miss you if they're trying to get plugged. Uh, it's funny because I had a phone call earlier and Somebody wanted to contact me about the other business. And you know I kind of shut that down. And after we had the conversation, even on this podcast, like, I have to put my focus in on Katara's Nut Creations and that brand that I'm creating. And uh, what they wanted to hit me up on is like something totally different and it's free. You know what I'm saying? Which is, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, I will not even call it business because we, too, we we did business with each other years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So at this point, they're just trying to reach out to me on my, they trying to use my brain on my opinion on some financial shit. And that's fine and cool and daddy that used to be okay, but I'm in the middle of doing inventory. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, I just didn't answer the phone, get a text message. I would have. And like, mind you, me and this person haven't talked in a very fucking long time. And it's like, the fact that you just think that you can call me and you don't think that my time is fucking valuable and this individual, because you follow me on Instagram and we're supposed to be quote unquote friends, so you know, I, I run a podcast. I have a fucking website that I'm fucking in the, I have, like, I cre- gotta create that shit myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't pay so much fucking money just to have people help me, but you know what I'm saying, within the team, because now we're, I have a team. I, you know what I'm saying? I didn't have a team. Now I have a team. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I'm Remember paying. Remember when we couldn't pay people to be on the team? Right. And now I'm paying people out my ass and there's no money coming in right now. But I can't focus in on that uh, as far as the fucking money coming in because I have... It's that part of the year. Right, because of the part of the fucking... Okay, because one, I had to spend my time doing another business. So I, I, I fucking was behind on all of my ordering and inventory is behind and all of that shit. You know what I'm saying? By now, inventory is already in and accounted for it. All of my inventory is not fucking in. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then we're bringing new shit. Usually, new shit is already out and on the website by now. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit ain't even in. So, it's like, dude, like, I'm already behind with fucking that. And for you to think that my time ain't worth shit is like, if you my friend, and you see these fucking walls, like, you don't, you don't fucking call me and be like, girl, how, how's your business going? How you doing? What's going on? 
This is, you ain't got to listen to my podcast on a fucking accident of my friends to do shit for me. Right. It's funny that they always fucking extend out to me to get some type of advice, to get some type of guidance, to get, and it's just like, you look at that shit that time? Ah, uh, you know I feel it. You don't think that, like, it's like, and, I, and I'll stress, like, I'm trying to, I'm not, fuck trying, because I'm not trying anymore. I'm doing this shit. I'm building, I'm building a brand. My time, like, literally, I used to be so against DoorDash. So You against, did. But over all of that shit, but when I, my time is worse and shit, like, I gotta go fucking go take care of my little sister right now. But I know if I didn't get this damn podcast done now, I was gonna be too fucking tired later, so it's like, I gotta balance all of this stuff out. But my extra time, just because I own a business and I have extra it seems like, oh, I have this free fucking time. No, 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 no. Because when you're building something and you're starting from nothing, you don't just be like one day, you know what? I built all of this shit. I think I'm just, I'm, I made it. No, bitch. That does bother me that people assume that like, like for example, like when I try to explain like all the stuff I do, like technically i just work a bunch of part-time jobs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah you know i mean i concur like so even though it's time consuming like my primary job technically isn't full-time except for certain weeks uh-huh. but in general it's you know part-time but it's like i do that i take these like side projects and contracts I do the website, I do the blog. Like, Editing. Right, I do the stuff for us. You know what I'm saying? I went back so I could start finalizing my master's degree. You buy products so we could grow. Right. But that means you have to, you don't just buy products. No. You look into them, you research them, you make sure you see what other people done used, said, saw figured out, paid, where they, all of that. Like you do some extensive ass research that on the type, like on electronics, I'm not doing that. On on our inventory, as far as our products that we sell, our acrylic stuff, I will research my fucking ass off. I will pay for samples. I will I have no idea what I'm doing in that world. Right, but it's like to me it's like okay i that's where i'm gonna do all of that that's where i'm going to i'm going to make sure that i'm bringing the utmost quality because i'm i, I went to school for that i'm fucking i'm the professional right okay but electronics how many times i gotta even in the goddamn advertisement what do i say and you know your girl ain't that technical <laughs> right like, I'm true to who I am, y'all. Yeah. But I don't do that. That's him. I don't do that shit. I don't do that shit. And then these people got the audacity to have a chat. Snapchat, a TikTok, a YouTube, a Pinterest, <laughs> a fucking Twitter, a Instagram. Like, I gotta keep up with LinkedIn. I gotta keep up with all this shit. Like, yeah, we the team is getting bigger, but it ain't there yet. <laughs> we just went from it being me and him to now we got somebody on social media. We have somebody on fucking doing. I don't do my nails anymore because I don't have the fucking time. And you know I what? School. What do I always say? I was to school to do my own fucking nails. I don't have time to do my own nails, which I enjoy. And and that's the other thing is like as far as. Like all the part-time stuff I do, a lot of it got added on because it all tied together. Yeah. Like we wouldn't have our social media team if it wasn't for my primary job. Yeah. And um, and that was only because I was doing a side project for my primary job. Yeah. 
Because you know what? It'd be different. Like, here's what I don't get about people. And I'll, you've heard me say this for years. I don't get what people never have, have lost about the phrase give and take. Give and take. You know what I'm saying? It's like, to re- even when I was loading trucks at UPS, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And I was still a teenager. It's like, I never understood what these grown men didn't understand about the phrase give and take, right. not take and take. Right. Like, everybody wants all these benefits and perks, right. and, like, they want special treatment, but they don't want to, like, do the extra stuff. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, I've never got that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like when I watch... Again, going back to like my boss, when people say like, oh, you two giving with your information. Yeah. But I've seen her get free information from people who in other areas are more qualified than her. And that's why people are colleagues. Mm-hmm. That's part of our field. You're mm-hmm. supposed to share the information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And help each other be on point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then when I see people complain like, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, it's like, I know I can't trust you in the future. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, I already know how you talk. Uh-huh. And it's like, I see how you think about stuff. And it's like, man, I don't know. I don't know. But it's like, you got to do both. It'd be different if people was coming at you and it was on some mutual stuff. But it's never. But it's never fucking mutual. Right, it never comes back to you. It never comes. Like back I'm not to saying you. it should always be give and take in the moment, because no. that's not what give and take means. Right. But it's got to come back eventually. It don't come back. It don't come back. It don't come back. And I don't trust because my thing is I don't ask you for shit. But once you start being the person that. Some odd reason is always being asked for your specialty. It's like, mm, what, 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 what's going on here? What do I benefit? That's the reason why people get paid for jobs. Right? Because <laughs> if not, you think people just gonna come do what, do what you need to make your pockets grow if you're not giving them something in return? No. It's not how life was freaking. Established, let's be real. But that's what goes back to that whole like rich people are allergic to broke because it's about you know it, like, what can you, we do for each other? Yeah, and you hear like a lot of like famous people who are older, mm-hmm. like like the De Niro mm-hmm. when he was talking about like he'll be on movie sets. Like, or he had like younger actors who wanted to be like his friend, and he's like, and he told him flat out, No, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm too old, mm-hmm. I don't have time for no, I don't have time for like the three friends I have, right. like, I don't have time to add new friends. Yeah. I have no problem working with you in the future, I have a great working relationship with you, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna like pretend we're gonna be friends, like, we're gonna hang out. Be like I'm in like my 70s or 60s or whatever. You like 23. What we gonna do together? Oh, you know what's crazy? I just had to check myself this fucking morning because 
my best friend mm -hmm. ever since we're in different stages of our life okay which is nothing is wrong with that but i'm adult and mature enough to understand that we're in different stages my child is 13 going on 14 going to fucking high school okay her oldest will be nine tomorrow okay she has three children and i've done all of the Chuck E. cheeses and the fucking uh i've done all of the memory like for like the little kids stuff to make it like ah uh, at this point i have a child the only thing he care about is social media phones and money okay so I'm in a different stage with the hangouts and unless I'm going on a real vacation to go show him like some real hotel stuff, like he ain't impressed by shit unless it's some food. You know what I'm saying? So we got two different types of like, you can take her kids to the um, Disney store, outlet store, you know what I'm saying? Where you buy shit and they're gonna be impressed, you know? I ain't got one of them kids, so it's, a, it's been a lot harder for us to get, stay in contact with each other because I get up hella early. She doesn't because right now, her kid is out. She ain't worried about that. You know what I'm saying? Like, my kid is a little bit more self-sufficient where... When her kids is trying to sleep in, she trying not to make no fucking noise because she don't want to make nobody up. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it's it, it's different, like the levels that we're on. But it's it's like okay, I don't want to lose that friendship, and I'm not gonna lose that friendship. But I need to have time for a friend that is more into fucking business. So it's like once I have like all of my friends that serve each of their purposes, I don't need no more. Cause I, I'm trying. I, it's hard for me to fucking balance my one friendship that I have. That's my best friend plus my relationship with my husband. You know what I'm saying? So I get what Robert De Niro is saying. Like everyone, like has a place in your fucking life. Right. When I was small. My my, my dad taught me that if you lucky. You will have two best friends in life if you fucking lucky. And I used to be like, oh my gosh, I just like so open to think and how lame and you want a million friends and blah 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 blah. No, because don't nobody have time. Real people and quality in order for you to get quality and and support into other people's lives, you it takes time. And don't nobody have that fucking much time to be able to sustain a job, have a family, take, you know what I'm saying, their inner family, plus their outer family, like, and all of these different friendships and things is going to be fucking genuine and it's going to be quality. It just, it's not. It, you can't. Right. It, 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 I'm sorry. You know what's funny? My mother taught me a similar but different lesson. Mm-hmm. You know, like she told me that too. Like, don't get me wrong. But she also told me, like, with certain people, like, I realized when I was a little kid uh -huh. and coming up into, like, my teenage years, okay. that, like, certain cousins, like, I wasn't as cool with. As and not because I loved them less. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, like, my mother was telling me how, like, the people who I thought were like her favorite cousins and family members, like weren't, that's not who they were when she was young. But it's like, you know, she would always tell me like, certain people, you always gonna have a connection. You just are on different paths. So she's like, she'd be like, so like with some of her cousins, you know, they were raising kids at different times. Kind of like what you just said. Mm -hmm. So it's like some of us were around the same age, but some of them weren't. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but then when you get into the like being a parent and being a spouse, mm -hmm. you in your own little worlds. But when they came together at functions, they were just as cool. And then like once their kids got older, they were able to like hang out like they wanted to. Mm -hmm. You know, 
And it's like, same thing with some of my other cousins. She's like, you're gonna have cousins that like, you're really, really, really like, all the time talking to, and then you don't for a while, but then when you do have time, it's like nothing ever changed. It's like you just talked to him yesterday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, you know, my cousin in Sacramento mm-hmm. is like that with me. Mm-hmm. Like, I may not talk to him as often as either one of us won't. Mm-hmm. But when we talk, it's like. Ain't nothing changed. Y'all picking up right where y'all left off. Exactly. But it was the. I dealt with that with his older brother, with his oldest brother first. Okay. Because. Yeah, and then in retrospect, we had two very different lives. Like, you know, he dealt with a lot of different stuff with his parents that I dealt with my parents. Mm-hmm. And it was like similar but different and it sent us on different paths. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, I don't know. It just sucks, like, because you don't want to, it's like you want to do your best to make sure you maintain it. Because mm-hmm. you never want to lose it. Right. So it's like, I feel what you're saying, like, you're not going to let yourself lose that aspect. Because you know who's been there for you. Right. You know, and it's like, just because of time constraints doesn't mean, like, the love is any less. Right. So Kaya feels completely off. Of course. Topic question. Of course. Speaking of love. Uh-huh. What? Uh, So how do you feel about Will Pappy D now? That's fucked up, man. (laughs) (laughs) Man. You know what's funny? I've seen a big divide in media Mm -hmm. when they talk about it. Every older black lady I've seen talk about it was like, like good I'm glad he's out he shouldn't have been in there okay and it's a lot of the like guys who are like well I mean legally I see why he deserved to be out but I mean he confessed so that shit happened before my mama was well here was well, did you see the stipulation on why he got out Mm-mm. So he got out for two reasons. One, like when they were trying to charge him the first time, he didn't have they didn't have enough evidence for a criminal conviction. Okay. So to mitigate, basically, it sounded like from what I gathered, to mitigate the uh, the payoff money. Okay. They promised that they wouldn't prosecute him if he admitted to using the uh, lewds prior to the acts. Okay. Including the one that was from like 2004 2014, whatever year that was like the one that was recent that they were charging him for. Yeah. So he admitted that okay, yeah, it wasn't lewds, but you know, he gave her something in her drink. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? But his whole thing was she did not know. But he admitted that he gave it to her. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. He can't prove that she knew. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. All he could say is that he, he, he did it. Right? Right. So he promised not to prosecute. Okay. Well, you know, you make a deal with the state, they got to abide by it. Correct. Well, after that, they a new like ADA or DA or whatever uh-huh. was in charge, and they was like, "F that!" Like he did what? Like how are we gonna not prosecute this? Yeah. So they went back on the deal. Can't do that. Right. So. And then even in jail, he wouldn't take the classes because the classes would be his admission that he did it. Yep. Like I remember them saying that. Right, and his whole thing was 
I said what I said just so I can write these people a check and move on with my life. Right. Which is what a lot of rich people do. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that was the grounds was he was never supposed to be prosecuted for that right. crime. So they couldn't, so they had to let him. So they, they didn't technically let him out, they dropped the charges. Okay. So technically his conviction never happened. Okay. Even though he did the time. Somebody's gonna owe him some money. Right. So and that's gonna be the funny thing. He might get more money from this than the people uh, he paid off. So um Um, I have to plead the fifth on how I feel about Bill Cosby. Okay. Because I have to take note on what happened to like my nigga like Kevin Hart and um anybody who's ever become famous and then all of a sudden they pull out Oh, but this person said this and now they want to cancel. You know what I'm saying? So, to avoid the next generation of council culture on um, Kasara's creation and Kasara herself. Mm. I feel that. I 100% feel that. <laughs> so, if y'all can't go, I'm staying right now. Can't nobody be like, oh, well. Her not saying it is a plot. No, no, you can't do that. I'm tell, I'm saying it out of my own fucking mouth. I'm not saying no, yes, yes, no. I ain't applying nothing. I ain't admitting to nothing. I ain't telling y'all how I feel about that situation on this podcast. And that's how I feel. Bam! I like it. I've always said you stand for something or fall for everything. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> now, I do want to comment on the T.I. and Tiny case that's rolling around. And see, I don't know anything about that outside of the little bits you've told me. Okay. But then I need... Okay, because I don't want... I'm, we gonna say that for another podcast so I can gather all the information because new stuff has come out like I watched a video and I don't I, I in order for me to give my correct like uh Wendy Williams allegedly comment I want to make sure that I'm allegedly playing everything right. But okay. they basically just trying, to, I'm going to give you some of it. They're doing, they're trying to say like, uh, T.I. and Tiny is a part of that whole R. Kelly, Bill Cosby type of um, conspiracy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and some ladies have come out the woodwork um this stuff has happened between the early 2000s and as late well as late as the early 2000s and as early as right before COVID hit so but none of the only one person has actually come out within you know what I'm saying um Sabrina Patterson Washington something like that um I know she goes by the Glam University um, on Instagram. I've actually been, it was what's fucking funny because I've been following her ass for years because she is a uh, um, business mogul. And okay. we're like, she's in a different, she, she's a different industry than I am, but I've always appreciated her swag as far as I'm encouraging ladies to go out and go get their money. You know what I'm saying? Don't let stuff um, like stop them or hinder them from getting this money. So that's why I like to follow her. So I don't want to put her down 
and look like a hater. You know what I'm saying? And until I get all of them fat. But that T.I. and Tiny stuff, like, what you call it? Tiny's, uh, what was her name? Um, Shekana. Shekana! Okay, the homie that the was always trying to get more famous and Tiny was like, hey, look. Yeah, you need to sit down somewhere. Yeah. She supposed, she was, not supposedly, and not allegedly, because I watched it. It's on Instagram. Well, it was. I don't know if she took it down. Um, was talking about, like, how she's not mixed in that business and was crying and all sorts of stuff. But, again, she should have had a Bill Cosby moment like I just had right now. Like, that ain't none of my business. I'm not telling y'all nothing. I'm not saying yes, no, maybe so. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you ain't in it, you ain't fucking in it. You ain't got to say you ain't in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, period. So... Still doing some research on that. But Love and Hip Hop is back on. And I was watching little some, some clips of that. Um Sierra, cause you know, just keep it on the whole business thing. Um Sierra, the glam shop lady. Okay. Um, she uh she got me wanting to actually watch this shit because I love seeing how these ladies again. I walk. I remember watching her from the beginning, 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 and she was broken and broke, 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 and had no fucking problem admitting it. And now she done made her a little empire, even outside of loving hip hop. Got her some little money, and it's really cool to see. Like, okay, you started from the fucking bottom. Look at you trying to be, like, not trying, look at you being here. You know what I'm saying? So, that's cool. And I'm going to have to start watching Love and Hip Hop just because I want to see, like, because every season she's somehow, some way, either made sure that they got videos of her shop or of whatever she's doing in her business. Like, she makes sure her business gets stock free market. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So I want to see her grow. Because I know, I know during this COVID thing, she had built up her business because I watched her Instagram and how she was still trying to keep it going. You know what I'm saying? It didn't stop for her. So that that's another, you know, just kind of, you know, we always, we may drift off, we may get off on the freeway, get something to eat, but we get right back on our freeway so we can get to our destination. Y'all know how we do it on, 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 on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? The nail shop, like, we gonna talk everywhere, but we gonna come back so we can bring you to what we was talking about. And what was we talking about, baby? Business is starting up from the bottom, and they get in. I ain't gonna say now we're here because I ain't got everything I want this year. But we get in there, and I appreciate it. So speaking of business moves. Okay. I know you're a semi-Vin Diesel fan. Okay. And I know you like those Riddick movies, right? Like the Pitch Black, the Chronicles of Riddick. No, I don't. I thought you did. Like, you always say that. Like, I thought you did. Because I've never seen those movies. I fall asleep every last one. I've never watched them. Two fall asleep. Yeah, they come on and I... <laughs> so... But I found out something interesting about them. Mm-hmm. They was talking about um, the new Fast 9 movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I seen a meme that said at this point, the Fast and Furious might as well just fight the Avengers. And I left that with that Dude, shit with me. I, I didn't watch that. I would watch that. But I thought it was the most funniest shit. Like, what the? They doing the Fast and Furious fucking world now, like. Well, let's see. They like one dude. I know that the Rock. I think punched the nuclear missile, a submarine, or something, and sunk it. And, like, okay. Now John Cena's Vin Diesel's brother. Me, y'all. Mm-hmm. John Cena's Vin Diesel's younger brother. The niggas ain't even the same complexion. Oh, they got different daddies. You know what's crazy? Different mamas. 
Vin Diesel's so light. And Cena, like, I guess. It's tans, so clear. Tans. Okay. And we'll remember this. That nigga, it looked like Donald Trump's face. He is orange. Well, remember, dust. the sister was pretty white. But they played her off to be Mexican. Yeah. Leave me alone. I, I still don't know if Vin Diesel's supposed to be Mexican or not either. Yeah, leave me alone. I know the girlfriend is obviously Mexican. Yeah, yeah. And um, y'all were in the same neighborhood, but then so was like the ratty, white, trashy best friend. Okay, okay. Uh, the one who's like, you don't know this guy. He was the, he was the only one right the whole time. They didn't know Brian. And Brian was a cop. Right. Like, they should have listened to the homie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I found out, so you know how the timeline don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, and they tried to, like, re-piece it together. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. Maybe you're not over the age of like 10, so you don't know how these movies go yet. Okay. But, first two movies, got, you know, fast driving cars. The third movie was in Tokyo. Yeah. And it was a different type of racing. Right, Lil Bow Wow. Yeah, Lil Bow Wow was in it. <laughs> like, but it had nothing to do with the first two movies. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Because the first two movies starred Brian the Cop. Undercover cop. Mm-hmm. Well, in the third movie, remember, Vin Diesel shows up at the end. Okay, to help out. And uh, the the Chinese guy, the Asian no, no, no. guy. After the, uh, Han died. Okay. In that first movie, he was in. Okay. And he's like, all he says, Han was family. Uh huh. So then it was a Vin Diesel cameo. Okay. But then that was it. They, they was giving the movie. Okay. And then Hyde started showing up like another couple movies later when he was in all the movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until they got back around. So they made they made Fast and the Furious 3 mm-hmm. like in the timeline like really Fast and the Furious 8. Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And then like so the other movies came before it and then other movies came after it because mm-hmm. they like re-killed off Han. So they could like close the loop in the timeline, right? Okay. Well, now it's Fast and Furious Nine, okay. and Han is back. So your boy Jason Statham, right? Transporter. Oh, I like it, Crank. Yeah. So he's been in the Fast and Furious since six, I believe. Okay. So. And because then he did the spin-off movies with The Rock. Well, spin-off movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tyrese so, died in his killers. Yeah, so he's been in at least two Fast and Furious movies, if not three. Okay. So that would at least be seven and eight, but maybe six. Mm-hmm. So that's when they killed off Han, was in between five and six. Mm-hmm. Or in between six and seven. Okay. So now Han's dead because Jason Statham is the one who killed him. And now, Jason Statham's part of the whole family thing now. I'll be even Right. And now Han's back in now. Even though this has been established that he's been quiet. He's been been dead twice. Well, yeah, but he's really dead after the last time. Except after the back. How'd they do that? I don't know. But here's what I learned about that cameo that started all this bullshit. Mm Mm-hmm. The reason they talked Vin Diesel, how they talked Vin Diesel into doing that cameo, mm-hmm. they he he wanted the Riddick series. He had already did Pitch Black at this, mm-hmm. so he wanted to own the Riddick series. Damn, that's so smart. He owns those movies. That's smart. Like those are his properties. Yeah, 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 yeah. For yeah, yeah. a fucking ten-second cameo. Like how they did um, Contagion, not Contagion, um, not Contagion, um, Conjuring. Oh yeah. How they own all of that universe. 
That's their universe. Mm. The Nun, that's their universe. Annabelle, yeah. that's their universe. That's they shit. Yeah. Well, at least part of them. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, but I think Vin actually owns. I hear thing. you. I hear you. But it, mm, we actually don't watch these other movies, though. <laughs> 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 well, what I meant was, you know, like, those are the types of moves that people don't get that you can make. Right? Okay. So, like, this NBA, former NBA player. Mm-hmm. He negotiated all his own contracts. Okay. Like, always. Okay. And so he did certain things. He's actually a California boy. He's an L.A. guy. Mm. Uh, I think it was Baron Davis, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, he's an L.A. dude. Negotiated all his own stuff. And, like, he's the one who had, like, the first, like, he tied in all these things and long story short, he's all this like doing the footwork himself, mm-hmm. enjoying the process of the struggle. Okay. Because even though he had multi-million dollar NBA money mm-hmm. and connections, he learned from rappers that they use the company money to support their lifestyle <coughs> and they use their album money to before they and individuals and stuff for the message. So he was trying to do the NBA version of that. Kind of like what Shaq did. Mm-hmm. Shaq lived off his endorsement money mm-hmm. and never touched his contract. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when he was doing all these endorsement deals, he had Sprite. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And the guy that he was, who was like his, his agent for Sprite, okay. his contact, was leaving and he's like, why are you leaving? He's like, okay. leaving body no more. Okay. And this is before he's like, oh yeah, my homie tried to drink that. He's like, it tastes like ass. <laughs> he's like, nah, they redoing the formula. Okay. They really trying. So he's like sitting there like, well, I trust you. I know you do good business. Okay. He's like, so here's what I was because they're like, they had nothing really. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a bad formula. So they were fixing the formula. He goes, I know y'all can't afford to pay me what I'm worth. Mm-hmm. So give me percentages, stock, however you want to word it. Mm-hmm. Just make me a part owner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll handle all your marketing stuff. Like I'll drink it at the games, I'll put it in my commercials. Yeah. All that stuff. So. Everyone talks about how 50 Cent made all this money investing in vitamin water and he got percentages for commercials. That nigga's a literal part owner of vitamin water. Like a huge percentage of that company. You know what I'm saying? Because that nigga was smart enough to keep his shit in touch. (coughs) But he learned that from negotiating his own stuff. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't just relying on these other people to like, oh yeah, I need a business manager, I need a marketing agent, I need this. I am. Pretty soon you pay like 12 people 10% of your money and now you in debt. Right. (coughs) Right. You got more money fucking going up and coming in. Right. So he enjoyed the struggle and that's why he never cared like when stuff fell off in the NBA. Cause he said he learned when he learned how many pro athletes go broke. He said that shit scared him so bad. It should. He said he didn't care if he like didn't a hundred percent fulfill his potential. Mm-hmm. He was just gonna make sure he didn't go broke. As he should. Which is the whole point That's of playing whole- professional sports. There you go. Just don't go broke when your body can't be used up no more. <laughs> Alright y'all, I just wanna thank you again for listening to an end to what the nail shop podcast. And as I always like to say before I go away, love, peace, and keep your nails on the leaky. Yeah. yeah.